Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast, where each week we talk with the writers and editors of the Peninsula Pulse about the stories you can find in this week's issue. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Alyssa Emke, assistant editor for the Peninsula Pulse. How's it going, Alyssa? Going pretty well. Good. So we have a really exciting issue that's out this week or today. Uh, It's the Hal Prize issue of the Pulse. Tell me a little bit about what the Hal Prize is and kind of the history of the prize. The Hal Prize is our annual literary and photography contest. And it comes out always the first week in August. It's really a year in the making. It opens up to writers, creatives, photographers of all kinds. And people can submit photography, poetry, fiction, and nonfiction. And they have all year to submit it. Deadline's always May 1st. And we sort through the entries and send them to the judges get the final selections back, and then we put this issue together. Awesome. The The issue is actually really cool because there's like a, a regular pulse inside, like nested in this bigger issue that has some stories about the Hal Prize, but then also features not only the first prize in each category, but also a bunch of other ones too. So it's a really great collection of different stories and photography pieces and that kind of stuff. This year we had 414 submissions. And within those, we send a handful to the judges. So there's a committee that kind of pre-screens entries. And then for fiction, we have three winners, nonfiction, three winners. Poetry, we have uh, first, second, third place, and then some honorable mentions. In photography, we have the first three places, honorable mention and um, notable. So overall, I think there's about 40 people selected to be in the issue out of those 400 entries. Tell me a little bit about the history of the prize. Where does the name Hal Prize come from? So the name Hal comes from Hal Grutzmacher. He is the father of one of our sales managers, Steve Grutzmacher. Many longtime Door County people know them. Probably they, uh, Hal and Steve ran Pastimes Books in Sister Bay. Right. So I know personally, I used to pick up my copies of Harry Potter there. They did the midnight launches. So... Many local Door County people know them. Right. It's named after him, and it started in the contest started in 1998. And how was uh, an academic? I've heard him described as, right? He was a, a professor. I believe he was the dean of students at one point. Yes, I think at Carthage College. Okay. And, and that makes a lot of sense knowing Steve, knowing his background. Oh, yeah. Um, even it's fun looking at just some of the past Hal Prize issues over the years. Every year, Steve brings in another old photo of Hal, and it is funny to see the similarities, even just physically and uh, between the two. Right. Yeah. The prize, like you said, started in 1998. Uh, was that the first time that the Pulse had done a literature contest? Yes, um, that was the first time. The Pulse started in 96. So, I mean, it was a pretty short two years before they started the contest, and it's been ongoing ever since the first year. And I was surprised to read this. 
I just saw that first issue. I've worked here almost seven, eight years. And we just found the first issue this year. Steve came and showed it to me. And I was reading through it, and I was really surprised that they, as the first judge, they had Ellen Court, who was the first Port Laureate of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. As the judge. And I was pretty amazed and astounded by that. And there's a nice connection because in this issue, we actually have a poem that I believe was named Honorable Mention. It's a poem in honor of Ellen Court. So there's a nice tie. Well, it's cool that you, you know, you mentioned 1998. Two years after the poll started, it's cool that this type of venture was, you know, almost from the very beginning was important to the Pulse to be able to uh, put on a contest like this and showcase really cool work. Yeah, absolutely. I love that we put a value in that. And even if you look at the paper now, like the first issue in 98, there's only three pages of content for the prize. And now we have three whole sections. The first, second, and third section of our paper is devoted to this creative content. Right. And not many newspapers will do that. Right. Um, especially for not all of our people are amateur, but amateur writers and photographers for the most part. Tell me a little bit about the uh, qualifications for the prize in terms of like who can submit and what types of things can be submitted. Basically, anybody can submit except for people that work for Peninsula Publishing and Distribution. If you work for us, you can't submit, but anybody else can. It's a blind submission, so nobody knows whose work they're reading when they're judging it. The word count limit on the fiction and nonfiction stories is like 2,000 words. Um, but beyond that, there are really no restrictions. We ask for photos with people, something that's interesting and engaging. So we, we try and focus on that when we're looking at entries. And not just have all the photos be one note, like all landscapes or something like that. So we like a little variation. But beyond that, there's no restriction. And what's the what's the, the demographic or the spread of submissions that we get? I mean, we get some Door County submissions, I'm sure. But, you know, out into Wisconsin and across the country, I'm sure, right? Yeah. And especially it's been growing through the years. One of our first place winners is from Santa Monica this year. Our first place poetry winner was a past poet laureate of Racine. Uh, we do get a lot of familiar names, people that either live up here in Door County or visit here, part-time residents. And we get all ages. That's something I really like seeing. Um, once we get the winning entries, seeing our photography winner this year is a college freshman. And I one of my first years working here, the first place photography winner was a Gibraltar high schooler. I think she was in high school. She was really young. She may have been a freshman in high school. So seeing that somebody uh, more established can get honored and then somebody who's just starting or just starting even like having an interest in photography can be awarded. So right. It's and pretty it's, nice. It's facilitating that that growth. And contests in general are a cool way to give yourself parameters and try to, to flex different creative muscles in, in whatever your given art form is. Mm -hmm. And it's cool that, that we're able to, you know, provide one every year and, and to showcase cool art like that. If you submitted and you weren't awarded anything, I hope that people are still encouraged because really every year we get a new batch of judges and it's subjective. The judges get to pick. So even though you may not have made it this year, who knows what next year's judge might think of your work. It might right. be rated differently. And, yeah, and that's the fun part of the contest, too. Right. And hopefully you get something out of just the act of submitting. As long as you're pushing yourself to constantly be creating new work, 
I think that there's there's value in that regardless. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the judges. Uh, who were the judges that we had or some of the judges that we had this year? Our photography judge was Taisha Having. She's from Illinois. And I found out about her through a gallery exhibit she was in. She's a black and white photographer. And I was drawn to her images. She takes a lot of photos of her son in black and white. And she focuses on the importance of having a raising a child in the outdoors. And I liked how gritty her photos were. And she seemed different from some of the judges we've had in the past. So she was our photography judge. Our poetry and nonfiction judge were selected by Jared Santic, the artistic director of Right Outdoor County. And those two were Thomas Pecor Weso and Ira... I don't know how to say Ira Glass. <laughs> Not Ira Glass. Ira, I cannot say his name. Sukrun. You mentioned right on, and they're a collaborating partner on this prize now, right? This isn't the first year that they've been collaborating no. with us, but uh, it is kind of a new development for the prize. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's four years now that Jared has been working with us, and he's a big part of how the contest, I think, has grown just in his connections within the literary world, getting some notable judges. That's helped a lot. And then reaching out to different writing groups around not just Wisconsin, but the Midwest. He has a lot of connections. So that's helped us grow. Can you tell me just like a little elevator pitch about what Write On is, just in case people don't know or haven't heard of it? I know that it's something that I had heard of just a couple of years ago. Yeah, Write On is a nonprofit organization based out of Judville. It's essentially a writing retreat that authors and writers can come up here and stay and just have that space and time to work on whatever projects they have. And in return for coming and staying up here, they will then host a workshop or a talk or a lecture of some sort at different venues throughout the county. So they offer a place for writers, and then they also host a lot of events for anybody who's up here. Some of them are free, some of them you pay for, but there are um, a lot of quality workshops, classes, critique groups. They've hosted book groups. They do a lot in the county. They have a lot going on. That that artist in residency thing that you mentioned has become a part of the, the prize pool for the HAL Prize now. Tell me a little bit more about the prizes that the winners receive. Yes, yeah, so the fiction and nonfiction poetry writers get a week-long stay at Write On. In the past, they've gone on to host some events. And then the photography first place winner gets a class at the Peninsula School of Art. So those are both, well, I'm probably biased, but those are two really great prizes to get. Well, they are, absolutely, because it goes to show more of the collaborative nature of this. I mean, it, it's different arts communities coming together to celebrate this thing. And it's also not only featuring art from all over the country, but getting those people to actually come up here too and either continue to work on their craft up here or, like you said, give a, a workshop or a class or something like that to spread their influence around to the community. It's cool and it's collaborative in a way that is really exciting for artists. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just grow off of each other. Whether it's somebody that wins the contest and you're taking a class from somebody else, like creativity feeds creativity. So everything's only getting better. 
Right. Contest. Cool. So tell me a little bit about the first prize winners in the different categories. And then we'll, we'll kind of wrap up. We'll take a break here uh, and then we'll have a reading of the first place poetry winner. Uh, but you can see not only all these first place pieces and actually read them or see the photography in this week's issue of The Pulse, but they'll be available on DoorCountyPulse.com as well to check out. So tell me a little bit about the first place winners in each category. In poetry, the first place winner was Other Words for Mainline by Jessie Lynn McMaines. She, like I said, was the 2015 Poet Laureate of Racine. It's a pretty edgy piece. I wrote in my introduction I'm glad this was chosen. Puts a different sort of poetry in the mix up here because I know a lot of people are familiar. Door County is kind of, well, Northern Door especially has a lot of poets and a really active poetry scene, but this isn't necessarily a poem that would come out of it. Uh, it's edgy, very somber in tone, mm-hmm. but it makes you feel something right. immediately. Right. It's now to build up. It makes you feel something immediately. Well, and even visually on the page, I mean, we'll read it, but just seeing the way that it's written out uh, is, I think, part of it as well. Yeah. So that was the first place poetry. The first place fiction is a piece titled Young Mother by Lee Thomas. And Young Mother is uh, essentially... I mean, you can tell from the title, it's a younger mom who takes her son to a public pool. The story kind of gets into what she's feeling about being a young mom, about being judged for being a young mom. And coincidentally, I I brought this up to somebody. I think it's funny. Last year and this year, our first place fictions both were set in public pools. I didn't think of it until, obviously, we got the first place selection. But, yeah, both fiction pieces have been set in pools um, the past two years. So that's fiction. Nonfiction was Homeland by Carrie Lukasavitz. And she writes about coming back to her mother's farm after her mother died. So it's a moving piece. Mm -hmm. Obviously, someone mentioned how a lot of the pieces are very somber in tone this year. I don't think it's just this year. I just a lot of people when they're working through grief, obviously writing is a big outlet for that. Right. So I think it's just natural. That was our nonfiction piece. Well, and then our photography first place winner, her name is Lena Myers, and she is a college freshman. And she had a photograph titled See the Reflection. And it's the cover of our issue. And it's she caught the reflection of a young girl in an aquarium looking at a jellyfish. So you see the jellyfish and you see the young girl. Very cool. Awesome. Well, if you if you want to check out all of these first place winners and some other uh, runners up and that kind of stuff, check out the issue uh, in the Pulse this week. It's a really cool issue with some great graphic design by Ryan Miller. The issue should be up on DoorCountyPulse.com at some point soon, so you'll be able to read all of the issues online if you want to do that. Uh, we're going to take a break here, and then when we come back, we'll have a reading of the first place poetry piece. And that'll be it. So thank you so much for chatting with me, Alyssa, and thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Thank you. They call themselves the Stradivarius Builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were 
artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Pankin Island, worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan, and they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty. Other Words for Mainline by Jesse Lynn McMains. A principal highway or railroad line and the train that we took into the city for a night of slam, dance, and booze instead of prom and a principal vein in the circulatory system. Slamming that God, that sugar smack, that poppy seed wife straight into your heart-shaped heart. In Chicago, train tracks, black and charred, set ablaze to keep the trains running through the ice and snow and the marks on your arms, tracks. Toxins turning blue blood to dark, to scars. And the beach in winter. Quiet drifts of dirty snow. Beneath the sand, rusted cans, cigarette butts, syringes. And a knife of white slicing through all that blue. And sea smoke. Steam fog rising in the ghost trails from the water on days so frozen the surface of the lake was warmer than the air. And our breath. Making smoke. Making ghosts hotboxing in your car outside the diner, coffee to go with cream and sugar, maybe smack, always smoke breath steam on the windows, cigarettes and weed when the harder drugs ran out, and being a part of the established group, the fiends with dank basements and D-beat records who never knew my name but cared enough to fresh me up with snow when my breast stalled, when my face turned blue and ripped black clothes over skinny bones, and our introduction to self-annihilation, and slamming, and shooting, and smashing, and banging, and pinning our own wings to the wall, and shadows. Bare light bulbs swing, glinting, off the spoon and the studs, in a black leather jacket. Eyes so pale blue. But that's a different song. And you were prince of promising you'd phone, saying you'd show, and then forgetting. So good at playing dead. Going hollow heart and ghost, though you weren't yet. And we called you Casper, the dopest ghost in town. The dope and how we wanted your hands, your lips, your love. But the needle turned your desire flat white, blanked out your burning blue. And your family banned us from the funeral, but we didn't care. You left long ago. Only your body was in that coffin. And what was in that coffin? Only snow, sand, Smack. Only smoke. For more How Prize winners, check out this week's issue of the Door County Pulse, available everywhere and on doorcountypulse.com. 